Manuel. Sup, Ambu? Yeah, Manuel. This is the voice of Canberra youth. And this is the voice of Multicultural Youth. The show about multiculturalism, diversity, sharing experiences, and achieving goals. Stay tuned for our wonderful interviews and good music for you to enjoy. You yep. are listening to the Multicultural Youth Program on 2XFM. Live Thursday, 6 till 7 p.m. Uh, so everybody, welcome back to 98.3. You're live with Boo. And we have the Minister of Multicultural Affairs as our guest today. And just to introduce Dan and Amar. Uh, Hi, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's all I got. Multicultural okay. Youth Radio. Um, um, I said that you're a minister for many things, including multicultural affairs. Um, how, have you been on 2XX before? I was on many, many months ago, but it's great to be back here with a uh, multicultural radio program. It's fantastic, and thank you for having me. Um, your personal background. You used to be a nurse. What made you become like, what made you want to be a politics? Uh, I, I was a nurse many, many years ago. I was originally working in a bank and um, I used to see all these people come in during the day and they were always young, vibrant people and I thought, I want to do what they do. So that's what got me into nursing. Um, but I actually found it was a fantastic fit. I really liked working with people and helping people. But what what I found is um, the hospital environment wasn't for me and I wanted to work proactively mm. with the community. So I quickly moved from the community into community nursing and then I, then I just thought, well, if I managed a service, I could create a service that really responded well to community. Mm. So um, I managed a small regional service and support service and then I had an interest. It's, it's a long story and I'm part gypsy, I have to say, because I've moved <laughs> across a number of of states and then I developed a strong interest in um, our Aboriginal peoples and their health okay. and their conditions and so I, I moved my family to Alice Springs this is after living in Sydney and then rural New South Wales to Victoria mm. and went to Alice Springs because I thought if I was serious about this I needed to actually go there and and live and see firsthand mm. and then I um, came back to Canberra and then I thought um, if, I, if I'm serious about serving the community and I've been a nurse and managed a service and, and thought about all these iterations of experience and how I can do good for community, mm. I just thought, um, why don't I explore being a politician? It sounds a little bit trite, but it was quite genuine about how can I further my work and has always been driven about working for community and working for individuals and doing what I can. So that's that's how a girl from Sydney ends up as a nurse and a politician in Canberra. Um, how can youth youth service the community? Youth, yeah. Look, youth youth is the next generation and our future. And if we don't have our eye to the youth, we don't have our eye to the future. Mm. You know, quite seriously. Um, and it's uh, I'm a mother of three sons. I've got sons from 27, 25, and the youngest is 17. Um, so I, I, I also understand their challenges and three sons. Uh, it's sometimes tough being a youth. It's sometimes tough being a young fella in communities. So I, you know, I hope that 
that personal experience uh, also drives me and allows me to look at some of the services that we can provide. Um, and I don't step back from seeing youth as an important part of our community. I'm also Minister for Ageing and Minister for Women and I recognise and respect the work there. But I never underestimate, one, the power of youth and how we need to invest in them as well. And, you know, we're doing some good stuff for, for youth in Canberra. I guess having you on the show is a testament to that as well. So thanks again for coming on. Um, um, as Minister for Multicultural Affairs, what are the important, what are issues that are important to Canberra and Australia? Well, uh, you know, I come from the theory is that um, once we're in this fantastic country, we are here in this country together and that we will live together and work together and play together and harmonise together. Um, and as Minister for Multicultural Affairs in Canberra, one in five people in Canberra were born overseas. Our language diversity is incredible. We've got 200-odd languages spoken across Canberra. And I think it's really important that we show the rest of the country how we can be a community, a, a quite genuine multicultural community uh, that doesn't have the divides that other larger cities have. Um, we work together. We go to school together. Dare I say we go to the pub occasionally together and play soccer together. Um, and it's important that we do all those things. Mm. Uh, what about multicultural youth? migrant and refugee backgrounds? Um, we, we are seeing new <coughs> communities emerging here in the ACT um, and, that's, and that's something that we need to keep an eye to. Just in this building, there mm. was a multicultural youth drop-in service mm. um, and I visited them a number of times and I must admit I witnessed the noisiest game of dominoes ever. I didn't know. I thought dominoes <laughs> was a quiet game that you sort of played... Over an hour and over a cup of coffee or something. No, the young fellows played uh, dominoes quite vigorously, but it was quite a cramped service. So I'm pleased that we were able to relocate the Multicultural Youth Service over to the Theo Natara Centre. Mm. And so they now got expanded rooms. Uh, there's a room for the young women who were dropping in um, and a larger communal room where there's computers and pool tables and games areas. And now they have um, uh, private consulting rooms as well. So I'm really pleased about that. And every time I go over there and have a look, there's always some kids, uh, kids, I call them kids, you know, they could be kids up to 20, um, but they were there. In fact, there was a young young woman celebrating her birthday over there, so there was lots of balloons and bling going on at the Multicultural <laughs> Youth youth Centre today. I wanted to quickly ask a question. As a result of a lot of migrants moving into the ACT now, what is the ACT government doing in terms of helping them uh, integrate and assimilate um, yeah. language barriers, et cetera? Um, we, we, in fact, this afternoon I um, attended the Refugee and Asylum Seeker Committee, which we call RASH for short, and that is that its focus about how do we support those very early, early uh, people coming to Canberra mm. under very challenging circumstances. Now, I believe ACT is the only jurisdiction in Australia that offers free education and health services to asylum seekers. And some of the discussion about that was today, about how can we make that um, 
as easy for asylum seekers who want to enrol their children into the local school so they don't have to tell their story too many times. Some of these people are coming to Canberra with uh, stories that that I can only but imagine. So that is one thing that we do. We also provide uh, transitional housing, which is really important. And um, just this week there has been a, a family um, in ACT, a large family, and we have just placed into a very large family home with enough bedrooms to accommodate all the children, and I think that is really important as well. So if we look across the health services we provide, the education that we provide, housing, plus we have um, English language classes and things through mm. the uh, migrant and uh, Refugee uh, Support Service, or mm. MARS, that is located over in the Natara Centre as well. Mm. So I think for a small jurisdiction, we do have quite a good suite of programs. I think sometimes it's just making sure that uh, the families that are coming to town under challenging circumstances make the connection to those services sure. as well. And, of course, we, we support languages, mm. which is, you know, we two double X. Yeah. We do. Now, actually, so... In relation to those programs you're just talking about in terms of the language assistance and um, and other programs that help people to integrate, Bull, have you, I mean, have you needed to access any of these in the past? And, I mean, do you, um, when you, you know, when you came four years ago to, yeah. to Canberra, did you, I mean, did you need to access kind of English, you know, English teaching and um, any uh, facilities to help you get your language up to speed? Um, that's the first thing I did when I came to Australia. So, like, my first year was learning English in North Ainsley. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, that's an English school. Mm. Most of the niece go there to learn English. But then afterwards, I got to, I went to a real school, uh, such as Amaru. And then I moved to Gold Creek School in in Nichols. Mm. And that's where I'm, like, that's where I am now. So, how long were you you at the school in North Ainsley learning, just just focusing on English for? Um, It was about one year. And and did you find that that... Um, did you find that useful, and did you find that help helped yeah. you to integrate um, into into schools after that? Yeah, it gave me more. It gave me more English, and it was easy because they were focusing on English instead of other subjects. Mm. So yeah, it it is critical to uh, for people uh, to come and spend the time and invest their time in learning English, because then that opens the other doors. You can sit in a classroom and. If you can't pick up what's going on, you miss all that learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you've got to park and learn. You've got to park half of what you need to do and get enough language skills so you can actually absorb all that other learning. And what we here in ACT firmly believe is, one, we, we want you to learn English so you can go to school and get jobs and be, become part of Canberra, but never, ever, ever forget your mother tongue either. Mm-hmm. And, le- and keep that and be honest to that because mother tongue is the key to your culture ongoingly, you know, through your music and through your written stories and it's really important that people come here. Yes, they need to learn English so they can participate but never, ever throw your own language out the door. Okay, so again, turning that back to you, Bill, you, you study in English, all your assignments are in English. At home you speak Dinka? Yep. What's... Um, do you find that one's? I mean, do you find that your dink is slipping, or that you're able to maintain both languages and both cultures? Um, all I can say that every once a year I lose, I lose something. 
I lose the one of the Dinka words that I can't say anymore. But at home I talk Dinka, so I still contain one. I still contain the language mm. that I mm. have. Yeah, but when I'm at school, I don't. I speak English and all that. Mm. And it's probably something we, as a government, and which is why we're putting out a, a language policy. We've mm. got a discussion paper out uh, because we have strong interpreter services against the older languages. Mm that have been part of Canberra community for some time. Mm. But perhaps Dinka is a new language for us and we don't have the depth of, of Dinka within, mm. uh, one, our community and across our interpreter services. So we do need to think about that so we can support um, your family mm. in maintaining language. And I guess that reflects that the, uh, the Sudanese community have been here for ten, what, the last 10 years, mm. has seen a, a big growth in the size of the community. Mm. You, I mean... You you said to me once that you you provide a lot of um, you you almost act as or provide like a lot of interpreting help with your your mum. Is that right? How do you yeah. find that? Is I mean, do you find that that's um, do you find that that's stressful, or do you just find that's part of the you know part yeah. of it all? Or it, what are your thoughts on it? It's a bit stressful sometimes because I can't interpret like some words that I know, mm. and then I can't like say the full sentence because mm. I can't get some of the Sudanese word. To describe what the sentence is saying, mm. yeah. So yeah, I can understand it in English, but then when it comes to saying it in Sudanese, it just doesn't come out. And is this is this something that a lot of your friends that are a similar age to you experience? I mean, are they kind of acting as a bit of a, a bridge between their their parents and yeah. Um, yeah? yeah. I, and and I understand that that would be the case, and mm. and I think. All generations, younger generations, interpret many things. I interpret lots of things by mother, and it's not because of a language barrier. It's just because <laughs> of bureaucracy or, you know, how do you manage the remote control? But it is something that we need to be very mindful of of the new communities and help them. And often it's as much language as a new experience and our systems, you know, and how we do business and the forms we need to fill out and is very different to other to, to other countries. And um, if I can, just on, we run a, um, uh, a, a West program, which is um, where we have new immigrants that have been here um, two years, three years, that have uh, education and school base from their own country, but making the connection into our Australian workforce and understanding the nuances of working in the department and filling out a job application and mm. a selection criteria, which is daunting for everybody. And uh, just this week, I met with 20 of them that are halfway through the program. So they've just finished their four weeks training which runs them through what is the Australian workforce, how do you approach a selection criteria, and then they go out to a work placement for the next eight weeks. Mm. And, you know, these are people with, you know, PhD in engineering, lawyers, accountants, but it's it's just managing the different systems and understanding <coughs> the different systems. And that's why what you're saying, it's finding a word that you almost sometimes need to create yeah. uh, to translate for your family. Yeah. Um, what big projects are you focusing on in Canberra for you general, generally? How do you decide what things need to, need doing? Well, we've um, 
just recently put out a um, young person's plan that cover us for the next five years. And we spoke to a lot of youth in Canberra in doing that. And probably the planks of activity under that is transitions. So how do you move from from high school into college, from college into either a job or further education, or indeed, how do you live independently? You've obviously been listening to our show. These are all the issues we're talking about. <laughs> well, it is. As, as I say, you know, I've raised three kids and they've gone through those various points. It's access to services because, again, um, youth have particular needs and way that they want their health services delivered. Mental health is a big problem. Uh, and a big need because these are challenging times and through transitions and just the modern world, I think we forget how fragile some of our youth are with body image, Mm. isolation from communities and things like that. So they're the things that we need to do and that's that we're getting on and doing with youth. I have a youth advisory council that work and help me. They're my ears to the ground Mm -hmm. in many ways. And there's a dozen young people from 12 up to 24 on that group. And each year we have a youth week and we have a youth interact conference uh, that gathers 300 young people from across Canberra. And again, they'll come together and have the conversations about what's important for them. And that helps me get on and do what I need to do. Mm. And part of the getting on and doing what I need to do was helping the um, Multicultural Youth Service move into bigger and better premises. But it's also, um, I'm also the Minister for Housing. And we have started a youth uh, housing program. So people who who are at risk of homelessness... Uh, have a youth worker it's not just finding a roof over their head it's about a youth worker to help with them get a roof over their head do they need help with being reconnected to education and jobs and things like mm. that yeah a lot, lot happening then that is there is a bit i'm interested that was interesting to hear as well that there are so many um that you do have so many like you've got the the youth advisory council and the the interact conference it's good to see that you're really linking up with the mm. The people affected? Yeah, but I always, just because I have those uh, in place, I'm very conscious that we have lots of youth in Canberra mm. uh, and they all need to talk to me or they all are able to talk to me. And I think that's good. And we've got the Multicultural Festival coming up in February and that's a fantastic celebration. So I'm happy to put a call out here and now that if there are young Sudanese men and women that want to be involved in that, they just have to give me a call and tell me how they see their involvement panning out and I'm happy to help. How can we get in touch with um, your office? What's the Well, one? there's um, email and phone. I'm quite happy oh, to yeah. give both. And the phone is 62050020. And the email is birch, and it's B U R C A. What is it? B U R C H at act.gov.au. I'm sure with a decent Google, you'll find me anyway. <laughs> and I also know from, uh, from experience that uh, Joe Birch is an avid Facebooker. So. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> well, yes, Facebook. And it's about being in that touch with what the youth are, are doing. Um, and, you know, Facebook is part and parcel of it. My 17-year-old, I think, lives in Facebook. I think his world has disappeared. I think I think Paul's on the same page as well. He's yeah. checking his account as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's important for us as politicians to know that, you know, I'm quite genuine. The, the youth are our future mm. and we need to invest in them. 
and they're a serious part of our society. Um, personally, what do you want to achieve more than anything else in politics? Oh, now there's there's so many there's so many that I that I want to do. Um, I've I have a quite a strong passion in supporting um, people that are coming out of ho- out of home care experience. So those that are in foster care or kinship care placements, children that f- for no fault of their own are not able to live with their families. And evidence tells us that they don't do well. They're poorly. They their results in education and jobs aren't very strong. So I'm I'm very committed to seeing how we how we help them um, because they are very fragile individuals that need our help. I also have a strong interest in um, youth justice broadly about how how we support uh, again the these these young folk that find themselves through circumstance of all sorts of reasons uh, in needing an assistance. And I think we need a really strong social program for social housing. The list goes on. Um, I think we as a society need to have one where multiculturalism is alive and well and it should be so alive and well that we don't... We recognise each other's cultures as a benefit and a value rather than as a difference. So that's the society that I want Canberra to be. Um, what message would you give back, give? I was, gonna, I was just going to say, uh, maybe as a, as a final question for this, what, um, what, would, what kind of message would you have to, to guys like, like Bull and um, I guess Bull's in year seven? Seven, yeah. Year seven? Um, yeah, so... Um, looking, I guess you know, looking forward and looking, looking at going to college or yeah. whatever. In, in terms of setting goals, what what kind of advice can you give for setting goals? I guess it's a very uh, broad question. Uh, well, it is a broad question, and I'm a firm believer that uh, your horizon should be as long and as broad as you can make it, so that you never feel constrained by what's in front of you immediately, because there's always something far beyond that. And so to aim high and to know that society's here to, to support you mm. and uh, there will be hiccups along the way. But in the main, um, there's an old adage, you are your own destiny. And I think in the ACT here, we support people with dreams. And so I encourage everybody to have dreams. Mm. Oh, thank you for... <laughs> thank, just thank you for coming. It's an absolute pleasure. And remember, there's a call out to the young men and women if they want to be involved in the multicultural community, which is just fantastic weekend in February, just to let me know. And they can even contact you and talk through you. What's the telephone number? Do you know the telephone number of the radio station as well? I, anyway, they can contact uh, us. Yeah, on, we can always... What, Facebook? 2XX Multicultural Multicultural 2XX Youth or On yeah, Facebook, right. yeah. Absolutely. Or Twitter. Same yeah. same address, I think. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks again, It's Joe. an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers. So, so it was an interesting interview, wasn't it? Yeah. Pretty good. Well, I was interested in, uh, in what what the minister had to say about the Youth Advisory Council. Yeah. What did, what did you think of that? Well, she gave me lots of information. <laughs> That's what happens. Well, yeah. the gist of it is that it comprises 15 people between the age of 15 and 24, and they... Re- Man, these kids report to the minister on uh, various issues that are yeah, yeah. Ca- that are um, occurring in the community and um, how they can 
help uh, and how they can assist um, yeah, the, yeah. the government. It's uh, kind of like a... Provide recommendations, I think, to, yeah, to, to yeah. the government on how they can address these issues in the community. Bit uh, of an ear for, ear for youth. Uh, sorry, yeah. ear for the government um, on youth issues. What, what, what's some other, what are some other... What are some of the roles and uh, responsibilities of the, the Youth Advisory Council, Bull? Uh, why don't you say that? No, no, I, uh, you, you, you just, you've got the briefing pack in front of you, so. <laughs> um, um, to give young people opportunities to take a leading role in participation and consolation activities and issues that affect their lives. Um, to raise awareness, to raise of, awareness the, yeah. of, a pre- of the appreciation, no, aspiration, mm. needs and concerns of young people within government and the community and their f- facilitate, facilitate, facilitate <laughs> inters- interaction between young people, the ACT government and the wider community. Yeah, right. So, that's, yeah. I guess just generally like kind of consulting youth on youth issues. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, yeah, oh, that's <laughs> that's cool. And uh, and they also said that there was an uh, interact conference which does a similar similar role. It gets three hundred youth from around Canberra together, and uh, um, and they talk about issues that are of concern to them. I don't know. Hey, Paul, I remember, you know, when I was when I was fifteen, I found it pretty hard to actually think about. All right, well, what are the issues facing youth? Do you find it hard to kind of step outside of your kind of you know? I mean, what, like you got, you got your basketball, you got your school, you got your homework, and those kind of things. Do you find it hard to kind of step outside of that and think about, uh, well, what are the, what are the issues facing you, and how you can contribute as well? Uh, not really. I just school is taking you know, over people's lives, and sometimes you can't get it out of your head <laughs> yeah. to think of other things. But basketball is the only thing I think of when I'm not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and so I mean, because you got all those things which are take up a lot of time do you find it hard to think about you know what what are you know what are issues facing youth or these kind of bigger bigger ideas bigger problems um i don't i think the only issue that's facing youth is school <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> i think it's a message behind all this isn't yeah. it <laughs> yeah so what you reckon less 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 hours at school yeah yeah they should give us four days of school instead of five days what would you do on your extra day off just chill and all that. <laughs> Sitting at home watching TV. Yeah. Have time to chill on the yeah. weekend? Yeah. <laughs> the weekends goes really fast. So. And what about, what time do you finish school? Three o'clock. Uh, seven hours of school. I was oh. at six. Yeah, no, it's pretty, it's seven hours. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's a fair bit when people are just talking at you, teaching you stuff. Yeah, and it might be good for the teachers too, because sometimes they can't stand kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially the ones that don't want to be at school and all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, maybe you should take that to the Youth Advisory Council. See, that, exactly. See, see how the government responds to your ideas on uh, <laughs> on less school hours. But is you there know, anything else you can think of? Any issues that that, that are facing you at the moment that that should be raised um, with the XT government? Um, and what do you mean by that? Uh, like things like you know, uh, wanting this, you know yeah. wanting to have clearer. I know more. Do- have more time devoted to talking to to guys like you about what different careers there are, what different um, you know, what different things you can do after high school or after college, those kind of things. Well, I'm not sure about that, but oh, yeah. maybe we can take yeah. these things on board and come back next week. That's right. Some, yeah, uh, some suggestions. Yeah. You can ask those questions when I'm in your ten. My brains aren't working. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, 
Sweet. Um, and yeah, I was interested to hear as well what, you know, how the minister was talking about um, interpreting services. That's right. Inter- yeah, absolutely. That was really good. Because from your experience, Bull, you, you said there's not, there's not a whole lot of um, interpreting services for Sudanese. Is that right? Yeah, there's like my mum when when I'm at school and she's going to appointments, mm. they usually get interpreters for her. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but at home, when letters come in, it's sometimes she doesn't read them and then she gets fine right. because she doesn't know what the letter's talking about. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but then yeah, when there's an interpreter, yeah, she can understand and then she interacts with it. Yeah. yeah. Am I correct in saying that the minister um, made it clear that it? That refugees get access to free education is that is that right? Yeah, I, I think. Okay. I, I mean, I think. I mean, so do Canberrans. So, uh, are you, well, 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 that's. I mean, so do, yeah. you know, all, uh, yeah, yeah. But was that something that she and that that and free access to translation services as well? Yeah, is yeah. Right? I, I think she was saying just generally um, in terms of housing, you know, housing accommodation as well. It's uh, for me anyway. I mean, I, I guess I don't come into contact with these issues every day, but okay. it's it's difficult to see where. Where the local, you know, ACT government and first the federal government kicks in, but um, it's yeah, they. I mean, there, there definitely are a lot of services out there in the in ACT, yeah. and it's good to see that she pointed out Mars as well. Remember, we had Nick on a couple of weeks ago yeah. about the issue. So it's great that everything just comes together as well. The, yeah. the work that Nick was Nick's doing at uh, at Mars and the work that the minister's doing in helping them funding and uh facilitating uh activities yeah so assist uh people that have recently migrated here so it's right. great to see it all come together yeah, as well yeah yeah yep. and the, uh, the yeah. harmony group from mars they're like visiting schools now. yeah like telling the s- stories and all that so what, what do they do exactly um they just they're just going around schools in canberra Mm-hmm. Uh, explaining what what they are and what basketball is, because that's what they are. That, that's, that's right. You mentioned this. Yes, right. that's right. Okay. He mentioned yeah. this. Yeah. So, so is this so, a bit like the Big Bang Bowlers? No, this is a different thing. This the Big Bang Bowlers are are different, but this is how many players. Thing. Right. Yeah, but the players are the same. Mm. Big Bang Bowlers have the same players, but it's just another. It's a different kind of organization. Different avenue. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're just visiting schools around Canberra. Sorry. And they visited Gold Creek, yeah. the primary school. So I went, skipped one hour of high school time mm-hmm. and went to the primary. Yeah. Cool. One of the principals invited me. So do you, do you find then, you know, you've, you've got a lot of experience with all these different things. Do you find that generally there's, there are enough services around to, for, um, you know, for, for youth? For, you know, for youth from different multicultural backgrounds? I think it depends on what they want. Because sometimes there's more things than others. Because some things aren't popular and some things are popular than others. Mm. Yeah. So there might, if you like something, and a lot of people don't do it, then yeah, yeah then you won't. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.